It all started with cards and memorization. From the steel mills of Pennsylvania to one of the greatest minds the world has ever seen. Introducing Jim Carroll, author, speaker, and mentalist turned memory expert. Jim has been featured on the Today Show, The Ellen Show, Howard Stern, and hundreds of other publications. He has been studied by Florida Hospital for his brain and memory and is a frequent speaker at MIT. Jim has also performed at several USO tours, working closely with our military and wounded warriors. Working with Jim Carroll and spending time with him gives me hope in general. I call Jim the holy grail of the neuroscience world. He's now taking his knowledge and skills to the podcast world, interviewing some of the most impressive minds and allowing them to tell their stories about how they beat the odds. Anyone can learn how to improve their brain, improve their memory. I can help you get there. Today's guest on Beating the Odds with Jim Carroll is Elaine Rogers. Elaine Rogers is the president and CEO of the USO Metro. She has dedicated the last 40 years of her life to serving the military and veterans. Please enjoy this conversation with Jim Carroll and Elaine Rogers. A special treat. One of my dearest, dearest friends. Elaine Rogers, president and CEO of USO. How the heck are you doing, Elaine? My gosh, it's been since March, early March since I seen you. I know you were like the last person practically I saw before I went into hiding. And um, I miss you so much. I wish we were doing this live, you know. (laughs) We will, trust me. In the next couple of months, we're going to be doing a lot of these things live on location and everything else. For now, we got to do this technology stuff which neither one of us are into thank god i know young people that you hire and bring them aboard or else my god i don't know what i do so yeah uh, so but what have you been up to my gosh it's been a while it's it's uh it's good to see you jeez i really miss you i miss you so much well thank you because we were just getting ready to do so many to do even more with you and as you know the last night we were together was our at our big uso annual awards dinner where we honored all of the special operations folks and we had the chairman of the joint chiefs and the secretary of defense. And it was an amazing, an amazing evening. And then literally two days later, the world kind of (laughs) fell apart. Tell me about it. And the (laughs) night before we were at the chairman's home, that was a blast. Terry Bradshaw, I, I, I saw him, you know, Elaine is the person that is responsible for, me being involved with the military. I mean, it started, I don't even remember how many years ago, Elaine, with Montel when I used to come down there and and do my little card tricks for the for the for the wounded warriors and things like that. And then I met you and then we thought there's maybe something more here. And my, not, not knowing it would ever turn into this. I mean, I, I've been around the world a bunch of times because of you with the USO and and I just can't thank you enough. And, and it just opened my eyes. I mean, I was a college entertainer all my life, and now I'm, I'm a military performer, performing at military bases around the world. This is awesome. So, and I owe it all to you. It's amazing what you did for my career. Oh, Jim, no, we want to we thank you for all that you've helped us do for our wounded, ill, and injured, and their families, I might add. But what people might not know in this whole thing is that this. Uh, Jim and I met. Oh my goodness! It was uh, seemed like another uh, life. Another it life. It was, yeah, <laughs> but close to twenty years ago, yeah. believe it or not. 
but the war had was really in it was we were going through such tough times we had hundreds of wounded ill and injured at Walter Reed Hospital at Bethesda Military Hospital both military hospitals and then uh, Fort Belvoir their military hospital and um, we have people with many different scenarios going on whether it was P, you know P uh, PTS or, you know, whatever, TBI, all of those, right, all of those kind of, of scenarios. And so we brought Jim in because we're like, okay, we have all these great programs, but we, we want to see how we can take it forward from just like the entertainment and the card tricks. And Jim here, I will never, ever, ever, ever forget this. When bingo, you started doing the card tricks and we had people who weren't, weren't even paying attention. You have to realize some of these people, I mean, the injuries that are, um, you know, our military sustained in Afghanistan and Iraq. I mean, it was horrendous. And you were able to get their attention and get their brain paying attention. And then we went from there. I will never forget when you treated, uh, when you treated, when you taught one of our um, uh, uh, injured service members who was blind. Oh, and you I got, remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yep, got yeah. him up in front of an audience of thousands at yeah. a USO event and taught him how to do things that I was like, oh my God. Gosh, this is it was, was out, out in Las Vegas. He's reading everybody's yeah. minds and people didn't believe he was blind. That's how believable it was. It, I, oh, I remember that. That was so awesome seeing him. Yeah, I just love this. I mean, you just changed my world. I mean, I didn't know this stuff. I remember my wife about 20 years ago or, or whatever. She's seen Oprah down at, at the USO and and mm-hmm. uh, she goes, wow, that's what you should be doing. And how coincidental was that? That all of a sudden I started doing it. It's just amazing. It was almost like it was meant to be that this relationship between yourself and myself. It's amazing. It's a, but tell everybody like, uh, like the USO, like, like, what do they do? I mean, you've been around, I mean, what, what, when did you start? Like 1980? What? I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like offend you, but you were around when Bob Hope was around. Jeez. You've been the president forever. Jeez. I'm the old broad on this podcast. (laughs) You probably won't have anybody older than I am. You're right, Jim. And and you and I have talked about this so many times, but literally I started as president of my USO in 1976. So I think, yes, 1976. You don't look anywhere near. (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. And your your energy is like that of a 30 year old. It's amazing. I thought I had a lot of energy because that's what I, I live for the energy. You know, I'm all about yeah. energy, energize, energize. And you, yeah. you're, when I watch you at your events, when you're hosting your events with, whether it's with John Stewart or Gronkowski or Terry Bradshaw, you're like a ball of energy. Where does it come from? That's just amazing. It's just the, you are the most amazing person. I am so honored that you're with me here today. This is so awesome. So tell everybody about the USO. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but you're well, just so no. wow. I I go back to, you know, when I first started with the USO, it was when the military were going from, you know, it was um, the draft. I mean, people were drafted into the military and then we went into the all volunteer force. So before there was a great Navy saying, and they would say, listen, if we wanted you to have a wife, we'd have packed her in your sea bags. Now I'm going back 40, almost 45 years ago. Right. So then the military changed and all of a sudden we had families coming in 
just, I mean, the changes were amazing to watch. But I go back to something that you and I have talked about for years, because I truly do go back uh, to working with Bob Hope. And when the USO was founded in 1941, really, uh, we're coming wow. up on our 80th birthday next year. You're going to be there. Wow. So. You know, Bob Hope to me was just, I watched him as I was growing up, and now I'm working with him, with Clint Eastwood, with, with um, you know, um, John Wayne, with John, Jimmy Stewart, people like that. There's a wonderful old story that when, and that actually Jimmy Stewart uh, t told me, and I mean, I was so honored when I met him, but he was over in Vietnam doing a USO handshake tour like you have done in Afghanistan, Iraq, all over the world. And he had an afternoon off and he said, listen, is there any way that you could get me up to, I, I don't remember what provinces it was, but his son was serving up there. So the USO in the afternoon took him up to meet, to see his son. And then he came back, he finished up his USO tour, goes home. And what he said to me is, I love the USO because two weeks later, two weeks or however long, maybe it was a month, his son was killed in action. Oh, and so that was you know, his last opportunity to be with his son. But, um, you know, being with Bob Hope and, and watching um, him over the years, and it, this is something that you and I have talked about many times. You have gone in with me to many, many, many rooms at these military hospitals to meet um, and, and lift the spirits of our incredibly brave and wonderful and it's just such an honor, I know, for both of us to meet our military every day. We meet a hero. And um, Bob Hope uh, gave, said this story to Anne Margaret and Connie Stevens, actually. They said, if you think you're going to cry, you don't walk into that room because you are there to lift the spirits. And Jim, that's who I think of you as. You're like my, my, you know, my Bob Hope, because when you Aww. would go in the rooms, oh my goodness, when you start doing the incredible repartee of things that you are able to do, it was, um, it was a game changer for many of not only the wounded warriors in the hospital, and we were seeing them three and four days after they were injured in the battlefield, but for those that we have been working with over the last 18 years. Wow, that's so nice of you. It's, look, it, I, I'll tell you what, man, what, what you do, I, I mean, words can't describe what you do because you, look at the people that don't know Elaine Rogers, I'm going to tell you what, I know a lot of people. I don't know one person that doesn't like this, this lady. She is the most amazing, beloved person I've ever met in my life. I mean, everybody just loves you. I mean, what you're doing is um, because you're doing it for real. You're the real deal. You know what I mean? This You don't do it for a paycheck. You're like the real deal. You really care about this stuff. You're like, man, you're like an angel. You really are. You're an angel to our wounded warriors. That's exactly what you are. You're their angel. And, and I can't. I, words can't describe what you're doing and what the USO Metro does. And it's just amazing. It's just, I mean, I, I'm just like, oh, I can't, I don't even know how to talk with you. It's like, you, you, it's oh, just, stop. I thought this was going to be like, a, you know, the, the usual talk. Hey, Lee, what's up? Hey, like, you know, it's just, but my God, you, Hey, this is the real stuff. You're, you're, man, you, you are like, think about who you've met and who you've been with and, and, and what you brought to the, this is just amazing. And, well, and let's just hope it doesn't, 
beef up anytime soon where we have more. Yeah. We'll, you know, we don't want that. Let's just take care of the ones we have now and hope, hopefully don't add any more to that. But well, it's, uh, you know, Jim, um, what you just said, and thank you very much. That's so kind of you. But um, I'm like so many people who want to give back to others, and that is yourself. And the reason I think that we just got along so well in the beginning was the fact that this is a passion for us. This is not, I've grown up in the USO, but this is our passion. passion. This is what we care about. We care, the USO is an organization, our only mission is to serve military personnel and their families. And so many people just think about the entertainment side. People don't realize that we do art therapy and music therapy, and we help people um, moving around the country in the military or from over, overseas or education, we have a lot of education programs to teach people, you know, how, how to get a Cisco certification, things that people don't think about the USO doing. And you are especially one of our entertainers who understands and sees it because you have been to so many of our programs, but you've gone on trips with us and you can tell how we, we work a lot with, um, uh, with military who who have cancer and yeah. our trip right with them is their last family gathering how many times do you have the honor of doing something like that and uh you know one of our our dear friends just passed away we had um a, our medal of honor recipient at our annual awards dinner who had cancer we took to disney world and he just passed oh, but boy. i i it's it's the so sad. His family is amazing, and um, just to have a little tiny tiny piece of what you and I have experienced in helping families and people in whatever their situation is, we're very lucky people. Oh man, I agree. This is yeah. What a like I said, and I thank you because you brought me into this world, and I didn't. You know, I kind of knew it existed, but. But to experience it and to actually go to Walter Reed, to go to Bethesda, to go to Fort Belvoir. I mean, especially going into Walter Reed the first time in there. Oh, man, it's just it's, like you said before, the, you, you can't cry and you can't you got to hold back. But wow, that was an amazing, amazing. I was I was hooked first time I went down. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I got to dedicate the rest of my life to this. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. And but it's a. <laughs> Hey, hey, now let me ask you a question uh, because I, I, I am interested in this. So since this COVID started up back in March after I left to the last time I seen you, mm -hmm. like we said, I think it was like, wasn't it like right around that time is when it was starting and we didn't really know yes. what was going on. Like how, how did you guys adapt to that? Like how, how, how did you adapt to the changes of everything that took place? That's, I always, I wanted to ask Pauline that. And, and Yeah. Well, you know, that's it's such a great question because literally we were the last black tie dinner, I think, in Washington, D.C. And you well, you were there. You know, we yeah. went down to Quantico Marine Corps base and we opened our newest USO facility the day before our annual awards dinner at Quantico. We had all the Marines there and it was Oh my gosh, it was an amazing day. Our dinner was the next day. And then literally two days later it's like everything's starting to close down. And here's what's amazing to me, Jim, and I really appreciate you asking that question because 
Um, we literally, the great thing about the USO is that we can turn on a dime. It was like, bingo. Okay, here's what the situation is. And we literally, in one week, changed all of our programming and went to virtual programs. But we all, um, I mean, like lots of them. Actually, let me tell you this one quickly. We had Rob Gronkowski, whom you know, you've been at yeah, our yeah. dinner, awesome. right? Yeah. So we had Rob, who was going to do a virtual program with us. And um, we, oh my gosh, we had people from Walter Reed on the call. We had uh, families whose loved ones were in Afghanistan and Iraq on the phone. And they were asking all kinds of questions. You know, that's what the program was. And we got a call from his dad saying, listen, we're, I know we're supposed to do this at three, but can we move this back? Because there's a big announcement that's going on today. And we're like, yeah, sure. Of course. That was the day he announced he was going with the football team. in Yeah. Florida. Yeah. 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 But yet his first thing that he did was he did uh, the USO podcast with us. Um, that was the, was the first thing he did. So it's things like that, but it's also like, uh, do, do you know, you, of course you do, you know, you're familiar with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Okay. We had Ethan Hawke and his brother come on and we did a three day seminar on how you deal with trauma and things in your life. And I think it was, maybe it was four days and we started everybody out on, you know, like what, what is your favorite movie? Who, if, who would want, who would you want to play you? But we worked it through in many ways, like we do with you through, um, to help folks, you know, really think about what's going on deep inside and what they kind of want to get out and talk about incredibly successful. People don't think of the USO doing that, but we had to close down our airports um, but, uh, at BWI, we have troops going in and out all of the time. So we've gotten very creative on programs and leaving things for them as they come in and out. Um, we've done a lot, a lot with the doctors and nurses, um, and, and our, the national guard. We've done a lot of meal service. We've done care packages. You know, the USO is the only organization that strictly um, was chartered by Congress to serve the morale welfare needs of our military and the family. That's all we do. That's our only mission, as you know. And I have to tell you, I'm just so proud of the things that we've been able to step up and do, but especially for our military doctors and nurses who are, and, and the engineers who are going out and building these hospitals, those are military folks or National Guard. And I'm so proud of our military and, and what they've, they've done. And uh, we're still there right beside them. Oh, that's, that's so amazing. I, so you're a, almost, you're up pretty much uh, almost back to, well, except for maybe the centers, like are the centers going to open shortly or are they open? Like, how do you do, like, I know you have beautiful centers down there, but especially the Belvoir and the Bethesda, like, is that open? How about the Dunkin' Donuts that I always go to at Walter Reed? Like, is that stuff open and or is that closed yet? Or do you, are they open, but you got to wear a mask or what, what's the situation with that? Well, we are preparing right now to open for, for your, your viewers. We have like this one center, it's it's 25,000 square feet wow. at Fort Belvoir, which is right in back of the military hospital there. And at Walter Reed Bethesda, um, we have a 16,000 square foot USO. And then we have, we have centers all over. But um, yes, we are getting ready to open. We've, you know, cleaning crews have been in there washing up. We've done the plexiglass. Um, our staff is, you know, we're all following what the CDC is telling us to do. 
But it's just so weird because you have to go into these humongous buildings. We're just starting to open and we know we can, you know, only so many people can be there. We, we have our, actually today, we have our food bank program going on uh, right now. And we have literally hundreds of cars in line right now social distancing, who are getting packages of food, you know, handed to them while they're in their car. Um, and we work with the food banks on there and for people that are eligible for the program. So, you know, those kinds of things we, we haven't really stopped, but opening the centers is going to be a, a, a big deal. And we're just um, doing all the right things. I'm, I'm so proud of, of our, our staff, our volunteers, our board, and um, that, People like yourself, Jim, you have not once, we've been talking through this whole time and you know, you're like, when can I get back? When can I get down there? I wanna, you know, go visit the troops and do this and that. And so as soon as we can, we can't wait to see you. Yeah, I know, I, I just got booked at, uh, I'm supposed to be going down for a few events down at Fort Benning, in, but not until November. So it seems like November, things are starting to open up. I wish they would open up sooner, but we'll see what happens. But I got to ask you this, though. At your event on the 9th of March, the last big event you had, the, 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 the gala? Yes. yes. Uh, Bradshaw and Gronkowski. We're talking about Gronkowski. He was co-hosting <laughs> with Bradshaw. Yes. Did you know secretly about him being the tiger on the sh on, a, on the Masked Singer? Did you know that at the time, or was that like a surprise? Well, yeah. Jim, you'll remember that the year before, Terry Bradshaw yeah. was on the Masked Singer. Yeah. And, um... And my staff immediately went, that's Terry Bradshaw. As soon as he started doing his shoulders, right? Yeah. they're like, no, that's him. I said, how can you tell that? So yeah. they knew who he was. And I will tell you that it was, um, my staff was saying, there's no question that's who it is. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. I'm slow to catch on. So I, I knew, I do. I knew for sure it was him. And I was like, I wonder if that secret's going to come out at the at the event, and it didn't. That was amazing how they kept that a secret. That was really cool. That was really yeah, cool. and and you know that um, you know Terry Bradshaw's he's doing a show called the Bradshaw Bunch. Yeah, and we filmed that. Oh my gosh, that <sighs> film clip! I'll have to send it to you. We have drill instructors out there. Yeah, the whole Bradshaw family is there, and they are just drilling him. And oh my god, it's, he is. It's, Pitiful. <laughs> he is so awesome. His daughters are beautiful, beautiful daughters. He's just such an awesome family. He's just such a class. Yeah. I, I like that guy. He's he's like, uh, and you have him down there for like the last three or four events I've been at. He's been there. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, yeah. I got to know Terry. Believe it or not, probably thirty years ago. Um, when I mean, he's been doing things for the military for a, a long, long time. And um, you know, people like Gary Sinise. You know, oh, Gary, gosh, can't even say enough know, about that man. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And, you know, I, I think, I think you were down when we, when, um, maybe, maybe not when we had Robin Williams. Uh, we, he used to come in a lot, obviously. Before I know Stevie Nicks. I was there when you had Stevie Nicks. I, I love oh, her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you, oh, so can I just tell you something quickly about? Yeah. For, I'm I'm assuming a lot of your listeners know who Stevie Nicks is, um, and uh, she would come down every month for us, and she'd stay for three days, and we'd spend a day at each of the hospitals. But she would come in. Do you remember the iPods? 
Yeah. You know, you used to hook them in your ear and, okay, load up music. She would come in with hundreds of iPods and she'd load thousands of songs on these things. And we'd go from room to room and, and she'd hand them out, right? And then I would be back the next day with somebody new and they would all be listening. And that's where I learned. She was the person who taught me how important music and art therapy is. And that's why they are so, besides the sports ther- therapies, that's why it's part of our core programs. Yeah. Music, music is like, whew, wow. For the brain health, music is the key in, in what I do as well. Like when I work out, it's the, yeah. the music is what ugh, it just makes you work out more. And music is definitely therapeutical, but how, tell tell the guests about the the event that I was at uh, where you had Stevie Nicks there. Oh, and she presented yeah. the young God. You say uh, yeah. God, I don't want yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, my the goodness. young man that she helped out. Go ahead. Right. Therapeutically through music. When she came the first time, well, the first or second, I don't remember which time it was, but we went into this young man's room and he was in a coma. But the parents asked us specifically, you know, we go into the ICU units if, if we're asked to, but the parents said, would you please come in and at least see my son? So we did. And of course he was um, in, a, in a coma. And every time she would come in, we'd always go in and see him and we'd take a picture, right? And we'd give the picture to the parents. And it must've been like a year later or something. Um, well, no, it was longer than that because it was one of Stevie's last visits. And we walked in the room and he had come out of the coma. Yeah, and he was staring at Stevie Nicks going, oh my gosh, that's Stevie Nicks. And, you know, we showed him all the pictures. I don't know how many, the dozens and dozens of pictures that we had taken each time we were in the room. So when we gave her her award, as you remember, at our annual awards dinner, we had the young man who woke up from the coma present that award to her. And right, there was not a dry eye in the room. And he, that young man was just, he couldn't yeah. believe it. It was a that great That was night. such an emotional night. I mean, even me, I'm, I'm a guy that don't cry. I, I had tear. <laughs> it yeah, was an amazing yeah. emotional night. That's what I'm saying. The stuff you do and the USO Metro, what they do is just beyond you you can't even describe it in words. It's uh, but now let's get back to Bradshaw. Now, uh, are you, were you a Steeler fan? I think you grew up in Harrisburg, right? Harrisburg. We're both Pennsylvania. I'm Allentown. I think you were Harrisburg, right? I'm Harrisburg. Um, no, he didn't. Uh, We weren't that lucky or unlucky, whichever, (laughs) whatever view you've got there. Um, but no, he didn't. And I hate to say this. I'm not a big, my, my husband gives me sports one oh one before anything I go to that has sports related to it. And um, so I just know Terry is Terry, right? And then I got the education that I'm like, oh my God, you're a football player, really? <laughs> what did you do? What, what are those rings on you? So <laughs> what I, I had was clueless. So uh, I've certainly learned about, um, you know, what a, an incredible career he had. And um, of course you were there Oh gosh, my memory is so bad. The year that we had the kicker for the uh, um, Pittsburgh, remember that the, who went, who he went to Vietnam, and he was in the highlight of his football. Uh, Rocky. Um, Rocky. No, not Rocky, Rocky Blair. Blair. No, Rocky Blair was Rocky a running Blair. back. Yeah, but he was there at all. Yeah, yeah, he was there right. his last year too. He was here in, in March. He's too, there Rocky. every year. 
Yeah. And so the, the great story for your viewers, because this is really important. This is a young man. Um, it, well, he was a young man in his beginning of his career, and he was evidently incredible. And um, but he got drafted. So he went back. He went to Vietnam for however long he was in for two years or something like that. Well, while he was in Vietnam, he, he really he got injured very seriously and it took him a long time to come back. And um, his foot, I mean, he's the, I think he's the kicker. I think he, he ended well, he up. Was being, a, I think he was a running back. At, at, at his start his career as a running back for, for right. Terry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at any rate, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, they are an amazing family, right? And they held his slot for him coming back from Vietnam. And um, he practiced and practiced and practiced and got back on the team and, you know, went to all the Super Bowls and they won all those Super Bowls and Rocky Blyer was there and part of that. But a Vietnam veteran and we had uh, Rocky present the first award we ever presented to um, Terry. Yeah, I remember that year. And, and, and Rocky was there back in March and he looks absolutely amazing for his age he, he looks fantastic rocky looks he amazing. does yeah yeah he does and he, you know so there's always right that story behind the story yeah and you know all these medal of honor recipients that that you've met right oh. you just go oh, i got i actually talked to them take there is no celebrity that will ever come close to being what kind of a celebrity and not so much celebrity, but a representation of what our military does as these Medal of Honor recipients. Yeah, it's right on. You were right on with that, Elaine. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Hey, the, you know, another thing, uh, I didn't ask you this, but I, I always wanted to ask you this. September 11th, like, what, I, I wasn't, I don't know if I knew you yeah. yet. I think I just met no, you. Like, just, how was that down there? Like, September oh. 11th, how was, yeah. Well, um, it was quite a day. Uh, we actually were going to have a board meeting that day. And um, so I had uh, my, as you know, my main office is on Fort Myer. And for those of you who don't know, Fort Myer is where the old guard is stationed and the Arlington Cemetery abuts right up to Fort Myer. And that's where all the horses and the caissons are. And we have lots of troops there. And then the Pentagon is literally across the street on 395. That's where the Pentagon is. So that morning, um, I was actually in a meeting on Fort Myer. Um, I think there was two of us who were civilians in that meeting. Um, and it was just a, it was a regular meeting. I, we probably had 25 active duty military sitting in the room. And we had all seen that the, that, uh, that the one plane had gone into the, the first tower up in New York. And I'm sure we all thought the same thing. It's a fluke, a, a, you know, a small plane must have flown in. So we all went into this meeting and then we're in the middle of it. And um, a military, the colonel comes in and says, the Pentagon has just been hit. And we heard, I mean, we felt that, I mean, wow. we knew some big something had happened. And so we all ran out. Nobody said a word. We all ran back to our offices. And of course, I ran back to my USO office. And, um, you know, of course, we knew that the Pentagon had been hit at that time. But so many people, no cell phones were working, as we all remember, who, who, those of us who were there at that time. No cell phones. The traffic was incredible. Our base was locked down, but people were flooding over into um, 
our USO there on Fort Myer. And, um, you know, we were trying to figure out what are we going to do? And um, so there were people that, that worked for some high ranking military who had dinners that night with foreign dignitaries. And I said, you're not, there's not going to be a dinner tonight. You stay here at the USO on base. So that night we actually um, had a meeting with people and it went till midnight that night from the Pentagon because we knew a lot of people have been killed. We didn't know how many or anything else, but we had already met with some of the fire department who had been at the Pentagon and they had almost gotten killed. So um, those, we decided what our USO was going to do, which was we, we housed all of the family members, thousands and thousands of them coming to um, Washington, D.C., I mean, because they didn't know if their loved one was alive or, or not and funerals and all of those kinds of things. But Jim, the aftermath of that, and people don't think about this, but I mean, here this plane goes into the Pentagon. Lots of people were killed and they brought mortuary units from like Puerto Rico um, and from all over the, the country to come in and literally go to the Pentagon and sift through everything because... Um, they they wanted to make sure no, this is awful to say, but no body parts of, of terrorists were with our military and those killed on the plane. And you have been to Arlington Cemetery with us many times. You have yeah. seen the monument in Arlington, correct? Yeah. Because they couldn't find all of, you know, the DNA. Um, but, um, I mean, not the DNA, but it was it was a mass grave like for those and then you know all of those that they could find all of the tombs are really literally all looking at the pentagon from arlington national cemetery but those folks were here for a year or two years and we took care of them every day because they were away from their families and so it was certainly an awful awful time but i saw the military in action in a way I had never before. And our military is certainly the best in the world and um, taking care of each other. It was, it was an amazing time and we were so honored to be able to help in some small way. Boy, that's, yeah, that was a tragic <laughs> time. I'll tell you, I remember that. And Hey, thank, thank God for our military is all I got to say. And, and what you're doing what the USO now I, I know now you're involved with like, well, the, the last place that I was at, like we were just talking for Meyer, I, I haven't been there in the past, but now you've, you've had me down there a couple times in the last year or two. Yes. That's just an amazing place. I never knew it was that close to, to everything. That's really close to, to, like you said, the Pentagon to, 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 yeah. Right. But, but I guess my question I wanted to ask you was now, what else are you involved with? Like, like, are you involved I, I never asked you to ask you this before. Are you involved with like events that go on like at the Capitol or at the White House? Does the USO get involved with that kind of stuff or is it just strictly military? Well, the USO as an organization, yes, we do. We get involved with a lot of different events that whether it's the military is doing because we're in support of what they, they do. Um, we, we have an event which um, you've actually been to uh, and it's an event um, kind of honoring our, our it's, we call it a salute to military chefs, because oh. one of one thing that's really important at the USO, a lot of 
hopefully a lot of your viewers know somewhat about what the USO does, but we have USOs at airports all around the world. And hundreds, I mean, millions of military go in and out of the USO at, at airport locations. And we're like that home away from home there. We yeah. provide food and, and whatever that they need. TV, we have uh, rooms, changing rooms, we have kids programs, all kinds of things. In fact, one of the programs is that we have a room set aside and, and if someone is traveling overseas, like to Afghanistan or Iraq, we have the brand new kids books and they get to choose their book and they go into a room. It's Bob Hope's reading. It's We've oh, used Bob wow. Hope's name. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't cool. know that. Oh, it's so cool. Well, okay, next time we're going to set you up and you're going to do one of these readings. But it's so cool because they then read the book we take the tape that we've made and then we mail everything with their note back to the family members. And it's the last time that they, their family member has really talked to them while they're on American soil. And as tragic as, as this is at, at one point, um, we had a young man who did that, this, and unfortunately he was killed over there. And that was the last um, video that they had with their father. So it was very, very touching. But, um, you know, at these airport locations, we are there to handle with travel needs, whatever it is, they get stuck at an airport. And we have a facility at BWI airport. It's a, it's a 5,000 square feet USO. Wow. I, and, didn't, know, I um, didn't know you had that. I, oh I really my did. gosh. Yeah. Jim, you have to come and see what goes on there. It is amazing. And um, so this whole, go, uh, going back to this whole food thing, at our centers, we do healthy cooking. We do, you know, how to cook on a budget um, because we have young families and they are literally, you know, it's tough to get by every, every month. So we have an event where we actually salute a military chef from each service. And we, we do it because they're always the people behind the scenes, right? Yeah. They're always in the kitchen making everybody happy and programs and things like that. So we do a program like that where we're saluting them. Um, the 4th of July concert, the USO is involved in that at the, at the White House has been for many, many, many years. Um, so there's a lots of different things that USO does. Yeah, in the, capital, the capital cook-off. I know you had me there yep. a few times. Yeah, that, that's a yep. huge event. That's a, and talking, yeah. about, talking about chefs. The one and only, my best friend that you introduced me to, Chef Robert Irvine. He's awesome. Oh, my God. Talk about it. He's just an amazing dude. Robert Irvine. Yeah. I'm going to have to get him on here next week, I think. Oh, my gosh. You yeah. have to. Yeah. He's the um, one that encouraged me to do a podcast. He's there. Why don't you do a podcast while you're not performing at the at the bases and things like that? And he encouraged me to do it. So really? I'm going to have to get him on here now. Yeah. I'll get him on with maybe Dominic Cruz, a UFC fighter, because Dominic said he could give me 20 minutes or so. So maybe I'll bring them both on together because that was the tour when we went yes. around the world. That would be a great idea. Yeah. Hey, do, do your readers understand? I mean, do your listeners understand? I mean, you got on a C-17. You've gotten <laughs> on it many times. Yeah. And and by the way, for those of you who don't know, a C-17 is not a comfortable airport. Okay, it's where our troops go and they're jump, you know, and, and where tanks go on and we transport them overseas. And um, then you go to all these bases, and some of them are very small, small places where our you, troops are. 
Diego and Garcia down on right. the middle of nowhere, the Indian Ocean. Yeah, right. I remember that so one. So you're yeah. bringing the USO there to them. That that USO touch of you know that home away from home to them. And so explain. I mean, Dominic Cruz, a UFC fighter. Yeah. And yourself, well, tell everyone who, I mean, you had a great well, well, yeah, well, yeah, the, the one time I remember, the, the, the best time was uh, with that, that specific one, Dominic Cruz and Chef Irvine, and we, we, we literally went around the world. We went from Washington, D.C. to Hawaii to, to Guam to Diego Garcia to up into, well, then we got, we were on the USS George H.W. Bush uh, when they were doing bombing raids off the coast of Syria, and we actually got catapulted off the aircraft carrier. Oh, I'm mean, here. I am in my sixties. I'm like, ah! and Chef Irvine's laughing at me, taking video every, cause they experienced this before. I never did. Oh man. It's like, it felt like my organs were going to come out of my body. That's getting catapulted. I don't yeah. know if you ever experienced that. Did you I ever have. Get oh, I've done it. Wow. You did it, you did it too. Oh. Yeah. And we're not military. My dad was military, yeah. but, but I was, you know, that's a, so I'm just so thankful for everything. Like I said, the last 15 years of my life, you, you, you changed it, and now it's full-time doing this military, and it's just amazing what you did, and I, I, I can't thank you enough, and you're, the, you're like the – when I say you're the coolest, coolest, coolest person, I, I mean, I, I love you so much. You're, like, so awesome. It's, it's, uh, but what could the viewers, like, do, like, for the USO? Like, like a lot of them – a lot of people – like, let them know, like, what does USO stand for, and what can people do? Like, how can people – that really care, yeah. get involved, and yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Jim, because a lot of people, when you say USO, they don't really know what that means. And, and President Roosevelt um, created the USO, and it's it stands for the United Service Organizations, and it was six founding organizations that came together to create the USO. And now we are, um, you know, the USO. And um, I, I think that sometimes people just think we're entertainment and don't realize that truly, I, again, I never thought I would be saying this, we are saving people's lives through some of the programs that we do. And the great news about the USO is we're not just going out in there and saying, hey, let's just do a program for the military. That's not what it's about. We are actually, we work with the senior enlisted advisors in the military. We work with the generals. We work with the heads of the, the bases to create the programs which they need on their particular installation. And most of our programs are run by volunteers. We have thousands and thousands of volunteers who run these centers for us and work with our staff. And it's a, you know, you talk about the pandemic. Oh my goodness. You know, we have we're working through, you know, how do we, how do we start up all these centers, make our volunteers comfortable who are the life's blood of the USO, our volunteers, people wanting to give back to the military saying, we care about you. We want you to know we're thinking of you and this is how they give back. So, um, you know, we've got our our website, um, our particular one, we're the USO of Metropolitan Washington, Baltimore. And, um, you know, when you bring um, Dominic and um, Chef on, um, I, I'm blanking on our, our um, 
our hashtag and all that. I'm so bad with the. Oh, no, we'll get that up on the site. Yeah. We're, we're on the podcast Super. site, we'll okay. have everything, I... USO links and numbers and everything. Yeah, it's that's so important. That's so important. But Dominic yeah. Cruz and and Chef Irvine, I mean, I mean, here we are in the middle of nowhere, uh, Guam, uh, in Guam. That was like, Guam was like a paradise, all right? And, but then when we were at Diego Garcia, they had these, I don't know if you've ever been there. They have coconut crabs down there where they're, they're the reason why they call them coconut crabs is because their claws are like my hands, you're right? And they, they could probably take your foot right off. Yeah. And, and, and I seen one in the in the middle of the day. It was in a dark room underneath the house and these two eyes staring at you. And then they have donkeys running wild. Like we have deer in upstate New York. They have donkeys on. on the, oh my so God. What an amazing time. And, and like I said, I, I experienced this in my sixties and it's all because of you. And, and, and now this is the rest of my life. And I just want to get back and just let's reach as many, as many military and warriors as possible, especially during these weird times right now, people are yeah. alone, people are out of work, people are afraid yeah. of COVID people, you know, and, and you know, yourself, it, it's, it's, you want to have some positive, positive uh, stuff to look at. You know what I mean? Yes. So I have this and I'm going to teach card tricks, teach memory tricks. I'm going to, I'm going to just teach everybody everything. And instead of having the negative, all this negative news all the time, I know. gets to you. So that's what the reason for the podcast. I figured, well, if I can't come to them, I'll come to them virtually. And that's why we did this, but it's because of you. And well, you and you, I would have never, yeah. <laughs> never been doing anything with the military. I didn't know this existed to this extent because of you, you opened my heart and my mind to all of this. And I really, 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 truly appreciate that. And Elaine Rogers is the most awesome woman. You gotta Google her Elaine Rogers, president CEO USO. You'll see who she is Go on the USO site. She's the most amazing, amazing, amazing woman. And everybody knows that who knows her. It's just amazing. And I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say? I mean, well, I can talk to you for hours. We have so many stories. Well, it's like, wow. Yeah, we, we do. We could go on and on and on. I think I probably bored you enough, but. No, um, you never bore me. Are you here, kidding me? Here's, here's how I feel, Jim. I feel in my life that I am so lucky because I was put in this job for all of these years. and. Um, I look at people like you, you, my friend, are the gift that I have given to the military. You are one of my gifts oh, to the so military nice. because I know the people that you have worked with one-on-one. -on -one. You haven't just come in and done, um, you know, d done the shows and, and gotten people to think about how they can train their brain, but you've also worked with our wounded warriors and their family members one-on-one. -on -one. And so that to me, you are a precious gift that I was able to give and I get to meet people like you too. So thank you for giving back, Jim, and for your care. Your passion is wonderful and I love it. And I would think people would look at you, they don't realize how, um, how you get into the helping of other people. And that's what this world really, I we need to get back to. It's that yeah. caring of individual people. And we all can do it. We just and, need to turn turn the other bad stuff off and remember there's right. wonderful, wonderful, incredible Americans out there helping every day to do good things. And passion is contagious. And that's where I get my passion from whenever I'm around you. It's amazing. You are... <laughs> Elaine, thank you, man. You're so thank awesome. You. I love you so much. You're so awesome. You. Unbelievable. Thanks a lot. Thanks.
Thanks for having me on, Jim. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beating the Odds. Today, with Elaine Rogers, the CEO of the USO Metro. Please visit us on our website, that's jimcarroll.com or jimcarroll.com slash podcast. You can also go to signalrelief.com and use promo code MEMORY for our discount code, specifically for our Beating the Odds listeners. Don't forget to watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube at Beating the Odds. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in.